0: today is out of the message and uh, it says it a really cool way and so that's why I'm using I, I just love how it says it and it says it this way this resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid grave tending life it's adventurously expectant greeting God with a childlike what's next Papa and so this morning I had my girls come up and I had them share some of the adventures that we've been on And, yes, it's true, I've led them on, like, mile-long hikes carrying fishing stuff, coolers, through stinging nettle. I mean, I've done some crazy stuff. If you don't know what stinging nettle is, it's this plant that has these little barbs on it, and it pokes you, and it just stings and stings and stings. It'll welt your skin. It's crazy stuff. And I don't know how many times we've ended up walking through stinging nettle, but it just always seems to happen. Yes, a ton, a ton. But there was this. There was going to be a really cool beaver dam there, and I wanted to take them there and, and and fish for some crappie and stuff. And it just didn't work out real well for us. But we made a day of it anyway. We put a blanket out on top of the stinging nettle and had a picnic. It was great. So we've done crazy stuff like that. Um, Elena said squirrel hunting. We didn't get a squirrel that time. We did find some puff balls, so we took them home, sliced them up, parme- uh, fried them in some Parmesan cheese, and crusted them. It was great. There's good stuff. But we like to do stuff like that. And and you know what? When we live a life with God, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live this boring life. And in fact, it can be a lot of fun. And so those are my points this morning. They spell out the word fun. And so the first one, F, it's going to stand for follow him. All right? Living an adventurous, expectant life, we need to learn to follow him. And in fact, in Romans 8, just prior to that, in twelve verses twelve through fourteen, it says, so don 't you see that we don 't owe this old do it yourself life one red cent there 's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial, get on with your new life god 's spirit beckons, there are things to do and places to go. God wants us to have fun." God wants us to be like that little child that comes up to his father and says, Daddy, what are we doing today? What's next, Dad? And although sometimes it's crazy and we do crazy things and sometimes it hurts, we learn to follow our dad. We learn to follow God. Now, I love to take my girls out. We we love to do mushroom hunting. Morel mushrooms. Anybody into morel mushrooms up here? I know Michigan's a good place for it. Um, Grew up in Iowa finding morel mushrooms. I try to find as many as I can in Ohio. It's tough going there. I have a few good, I've had a few good years. But we like to go out and look for morels in the spring. And so this past spring, I decided, all right, girls, we're all going to go. I had this new place we were going to go and check out. And so, of course, we kind of run down through the checklist. You know, it's spring. It's going to be muddy. We got to cross this creek. We want our our good rubber boots on, you know, we want to dress warm enough, but not too warm, we need our mesh bag so all the spores can fall out, so anyway, going through the checklist, finally get everything done, get to the the spot, and we had a nice long hike back to where we were going to start looking for them, and so we get, do this hike, we get back to the creek, we're crossing the creek, and it's just a real shallow creek, I mean, it's, it, it's it's moving fairly well, but I mean, it's, it, it, we should have been able to get through it completely dry, well, Annalise, my my middle daughter here, she loves to just have fun, and I don't know for sure what happened in that moment, but somehow when she stepped into the creek, the creek swallowed her ankles and her boots, and her boots filled with water. I don't know if she jumped in. I don't remember what happened, but somehow her boots filled with water. It's like, oh, boy, this is not good. Rubber boots. All I'm thinking is blisters, and so... I get her, I set her on a log, we take her boots off, empty them out. No socks. The kid wore rubber boots without any socks. So we're putting these socks on her. Well, in fact, I actually took my boots off, put my socks on her, and then put her boots back on, and I knew it was only going to last so long because my my socks were way too big and they were just, it was all going to rub. We... We didn't get long, did we, Elena? We didn't look for long, very long. And she had blisters, and I had blisters because I didn't have socks now, and it was just a bad deal. I had to carry her part way back to the truck because we had a long walk back. But we made it back. And what was the best thing, least, What was the best thing about going, getting wet? And one of the best things she wanted to tell everybody is both her and I got blisters, and. But we had fun. We didn't find mushrooms, but we had a lot of fun. And those are memories that they'll cherish. They'll hold on to. They're going to remember. They're going to remember squirrel hunting. They're going to remember walking through that stinging nettle. Because, yeah, the pain was there at times, but the fun was there. And Daddy was there with them. And when we live our lives with God, that's what it's like. He's there with us, and it can be fun. And we just have to learn to follow Him. All right? My next point. In fun, you is understanding his assurances. All right. Here's another story. Splinters. Anybody ever have a splinter? Yeah. Anybody like getting splinters? Anybody like having the splinter dug out? Oh, yeah. We got a few a few crazies in the house. I, I'm with you. I I I kind of enjoy it. I, I can pick at a splinter all day. It's great. <clears throat> All right, Elena, I don't remember how, how what she got the splinter from. She's gotten them a few times, and she does not like them. Because when she gets a splinter, she's got to come see Daddy, because Mommy's not always so great at it. She's got to come see Daddy, and Daddy's going to threaten to get his knife out and all these other things, you know, the big needle and whatever and stuff. And so I, I do. I typically use the needle and sterilize it and then pick at it and get it out. But in that process... I give her some assurances. Yes, one, it's going to hurt. But two, I'm going to get the splinter out. Three, we're going to put some lotion on it. We're going to put some neosporin on it, first aid on it. And four, it's going to heal. It's going to get completely better. And it's going to feel better once it gets out. Yeah, we'll get a Band-Aid on it too. And it's going to be fine. But those are your assurances. Yeah, there's going to be some pain involved. But afterwards it's going to be taken care of. And you know what? God gives us some assurances too. Alright? In, just in chapter 8 alone, here are some assurances God gives us. Romans 8:1, there is no condemnation. Our fateful our dilemma is resolved. Romans 8:2, we are free in Christ. No more black cloud. Romans eight eleven. God brings us alive to himself, same thing he did in Jesus. Romans 8.11, God lives and breathes in us. Romans 8.14, God's spirit beckons us to new life. Romans 8.29, God shapes us to the image of his son. Romans 8.30, God calls us and complete, completes his work in us. He lets us know if we follow him, if we serve him, if we love him, he's going to take care of us. We prayed for, I don't know, I apologize, I don't know what the little boy's name. We prayed for the little boy this morning. God's given us assurances that he will take care of us. He'll take care of our families. He is a loving God. He loves to heal us and and provide for us. Today, we're doing an outreach. You guys are doing an outreach and providing for your community. God, in turn, is going to provide for you guys. And that's how faithful, that's how good he is. He gives us those assurances. All right? And finally, my last point is in and it's no n o comma knowing when to say it too often we like to tell God no for the wrong reasons God says, Hey, I want you to do this outreach no god i i don't know I don't know about it hey I, I want you to go talk to your neighbor god I, I i don't know you know I don't want him thinking I'm strange or whatever hey that that person in the grocery store, why don't you go over and see if, if they need any help? Eh, no, that, I don't think so, God. Not today. I'm in a hurry. I've got other things I've got to do. And too often, it's too easy to say no to God for the wrong reasons. But you know what? There are times when we can say no to God, and it's a good thing. And I've got a video. Is it ready? Why don't you go ahead and play that video?
1: When William Borden, the heir to the multi-million dollar Borden dairy estate, graduated from high school, his gift was a trip around the world. Now while your average 18 year old is going to be living it up and enjoying the time of their life, Borden experienced a growing concern for the loss of the Middle East and Asia. He wrote home, I'm going to give my life to prepare for the mission field. In the back of his bible he wrote two words, no reserves. Enrolling at Yale University, Borden promptly began a student ministry. By the end of his freshman year, he had 150 freshmen meeting for weekly Bible study and prayer. By his senior year, 1,000 out of Yale's 1,300 students were involved in this ministry. In a personal journal entry, he defined the source of his spiritual strength by saying, say no to self and yes to Jesus every time. Beyond campus, Borden was often seen ministering to the downtrodden in New Haven. He loved the widows and the orphans and the disabled. To help men who were caught in the destructive lifestyle of alcoholism, he founded something called the Yale Hope Mission. One of his friends wrote that he, quote, might be often found in the lower parts of the city at night, on the street, or in some restaurant to which he had taken a poor hungry fellow to feed him, seeking to lead men to Christ. After graduation in the class of 1909, Borden declined numerous high-paying job offers because of this growing sense of a call to mission that was now specifically focused on Muslims in China. At that time, he wrote two more words in the back of his Bible, no retreats. Borden went on to Princeton Seminary, and then after that set sail for China. Now, he stopped in Egypt on the way for some Arabic studies, but while he was there, he contracted spinal meningitis. Within one month's time, the 25-year-old Borden was dead. I mean, just think about that. I'm 27, and at 25, his life was over. You know, was Borden's untimely death a waste? No, not in God's plan. Just prior to his death, he wrote two more words in the back of his Bible. Underneath no reserves and no retreats, he wrote the words, no regrets.
0: No reserves, no retreats, no regrets. God, when it comes to you, let my life have no reserves. Let my life have... Let me never retreat. And help me to have no regrets. That when the time comes and I stand before you, I can look back on my life and say, God, I have absolutely no regrets in how I served my life for you. When we started this journey... It's been 24 years. I've had that calling for 24 years. And I'm just now getting to that vision that I saw when I was a little boy. That doesn't mean it was wasted, all that time was wasted. And in fact, in 24 years, I've had a lot of time to be able to tell God, no, I'm not going to do this. And in fact, leading up to this, my wife um, in the past couple of years has had some symptoms And she's been having um, appointments at the Cleveland Clinic on a biannual basis to test for and monitor and look for MS in her her body. She's had symptoms of numbness and just, just things all throughout her body that the doctors can only associate with MS. But every test that she's had has come back negative. And over the past two years, we could have looked at that and said, no, the timing's not right. God, I can't do this right now. we got to put it on hold. we got to know that generally going to be okay. I, I can't take my family over there and have my wife have health complications. But you know what? We this, In this past year, because it was a year-long process to head into missions, we talked about it and we said, you know what? The timing is right we're going to submit our application we didn't know if the assemblies of god would approve us as missionaries because of what she's been dealing with in her health but we said god we're going to obey you we're going to be obedient to you and we're not going to tell you no this time and so we move forward with the process In august was her last appointment she's had at the cleveland clinic and she had a spinal tap leading up to that um, had an mri scheduled for that meeting and we got there, and again, everything, all of her tests came back negative. We're like, praise God. But the, one of the cool things that happened in that meeting is the doctor said, well, have you been taking this medicine? And it's called LDN. I don't remember for sure what all that stands for, but it, it's a very inexpensive drug to make. And basically, it, it kind of resets your system. And she was taking it for a little bit and ran out of a prescription and didn't think that it really had done anything. So she didn't refill it and hadn't been taking it. And so in August, she refilled it and has started taking it again and has hardly had any symptoms at all the rest of this year. You know, every once in a while, she'll have a day where she'll have numbness like in the tips of her fingers or something. But you know what? God is so good. And when we are faithful to Him, and are willing to step out and follow Him and serve Him. And we can look forward to to having an adventure with Him. In our life, we are expectant towards God and saying, God, what is next? God is going to do some incredible things in your life. And you are going to have a fulfilled life and a joyful life, an exciting life. And yes, we know he's, He's laid out some of the assurances in In John chapter 10, I believe, when he sends out his disciples, he tells them, people are not going to like you. You are going to be persecuted in my name. He says, yes, there will be pain involved. But he also gives us a bunch of other assurances to help us know it's going to be worth it. Especially in the end, it's going to be worth it. And guys, I challenge you this morning that you say no to God in the right way. Saying, yes to God, I will follow you. And God, no, I won't regret it. And God, when it gets hard, no, I won't retreat. I'm going to follow you, God. And so this morning, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, you got a, a great outreach coming up here this morning. You've got a new year that we're looking forward to and making New Year's resolutions for. And I want to start out this this altar call this morning for anybody that's in here that has been saying no to God. When you live your life with God, it is fulfilling. It is exciting. It's rewarding because of His assurances, His promises. And so this morning, I want you to slip your hand up if you've been saying no to God. And I want want to give you an opportunity to commit your life this morning, to recommit your life to Him, to change the direction that your life has been heading. Any others, go ahead and slip your hands up. If you want to make that change. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer. But you've got to own it. This is a personal relationship. I can say the prayer, but you've got to own it. And you've got to desire it, and you've got to make that change. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead us in a prayer, and then I've got an, another prayer that we're going to go to. So if you want, you can repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I love you. You have been so gracious, Lord, in everything you have given me. God, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for saying no. Lord, help me live my life adventurously expectant for you. I love you, Lord. Amen. And that was all it took to recommit your life, to dedicate your life to God. Now don't regret it and keep following it. And right now, I want everybody to stand. And we're just going to take a time to pray, especially if you've got families here. I want you just to wrap your... this. we got a family service. Most of your kids should be in here. Wrap your arms around them. And commit your family to God this morning. Commit your family in this new year to serving Him. To going over to that neighbor that you haven't had time to meet yet. To going over and, and seeing a grandparent who who doesn't get seen very often, who may even be in a nursing home. And just take this moment this morning, say, God, what do you want from me this year? What do you want me to do with my family? What do you want us to do as a family this year for you, God? Me and my family, we're preparing to go to Africa. And it's going to be a crazy journey. There's going to be some pain along the way there's going to be a lot of excitement there's going to be a lot of fun so looking expectantly at God this morning say God what do you want for our family go ahead take a moment take a moment pray for your family